0: the story of the Ottawa Senators captured on video in an Uber car. And uh, we're focusing almost exclusively on the privacy and the fact that everybody gripes and you shouldn't have someone record that and then put it out there in public. The other side of the story is, were they legitimately griping? And what does that say about the, the way the team and the players, the coaches and the players are functioning together? There's a whole sports journalism aspect of that that's being a little bit ignored, I think. But they're all valid stories. The other story, though, that I think, now that we've had a deep breath a lot of people are saying oh come on we all gripe about our bosses all the time which is what the senators were really doing they're griping about their coaches in the way Brian you gripe about Peter Angioni our boss hey, all the time hey. on the air hey, 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 off hey, hey. the air weekends weekdays just gripe gripe <laughs> gripe incompetence blah 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 it doesn't have do. a clue blah 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 these people are not helpful blah 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 you know you can just go on and on The question is, if you were caught on tape, and I'm not saying I don't have it. What? We'll talk about cash later. Uh See, that would be illegal, too. Uh, A little bit. Would you get fired for that, do you think, Brian? Do you think they'd fire you?
1: Probably.
0: I think at the very least, there'd be a stern talking to (laughs) about it. I would think so. You know what the problem is? Even if you didn't get fired, maybe they go to the HR people and they say, we don't want Leo Sanfero all over us, the employment lawyer. Can we fire this person or not? And how much trouble are we going to be if they do... I think a lot of times you wait. I think I think bosses often just wait it out, and then the next time you make make a mistake or there's an economic downturn and they got to cut reduce staff, boom, you're out the door. But I think there's a price one way or the other you pay for this if it ever becomes public. Speaking of that, employment lawyer Lior Samfiru, full disclosure, also a client of the radio station, and I endorse his company is on the line right now. How you doing, Lior?
1: Brian, I I just want to say that Brian just uh, Bill was uh, griping about you. I don't know
0: what to do about that. See, I take that as a compliment. Oh, (laughs) I'm not I'm not easily offended. But could you let's just imagine for a moment seven members of a company, not the Ottawa Senators, were griping about their bosses and how they don't get any direction from management. This is why the numbers are so low. The sales numbers are down, and then they have these stupid meetings, and I don't even listen anymore because you don't get anything out of them. How would a company react to that, or how could they react to that?
1: Obviously, that's a very uncomfortable situation because legalities aside, these people have to continue working together, and and it creates an uncomfortable work situation. Now, from a, from a strictly a legal standpoint, you can always, of course, let someone go. As you said right at the top, there's going to be a cost. Unless the employee did something that's so bad that makes it impossible to continue working with the employee, then you're going to have to pay them severance, you're going to have to pay them compensation, and depending on a number of factors, that could be quite expensive. Some companies may decide to do that. They say, well, you know what? We understand that this is not cause per se. We can't avoid paying them severance, but we still think this is unhealthy, so we're going to let them go, pay them what we have to, and that's that. Now, if the employees, though, do say things that now are so offensive and so detrimental to the relationship that clearly no employer could ever uh, seek to continue that relationship, that may well be cause depending on the language used, depending on the accusations, depending who they say these comments to. Uh, clearly in the Ottawa Center situation, as you said, it was you know it was griping, it was not any different than what most of us have done. It would not be caused. So context, of course, here is uh, very important, Bill. Yeah, they were
0: pretty specific in their criticism of one coach, looked up his stats online, talked about how he conducts meetings with them, they, they essentially suggested he wasn't very competent, but they didn't call him incompetent directly. They didn't call him any names. They didn't slander him, I don't think. So if you would look at that, if this wasn't, I mean, it's very unique with professional athletes and contracts and collective bargaining agreements, all that stuff I know. But if this were, if if I use similar words to describe my
1: boss, would it be cause? It would not be cause uh, in this situation. It's not, doesn't rise to that level. So I how would it? Like-
0: Give me an example of I'm, I'm in an Uber car talking about my boss. We listen to my audio tapes, and he says, "Oh, I didn't like this. I didn't like this." But he never helps me get better. You're saying that's not cause for dismissal. Give no, me an example that, that of what be, might be.
1: Cause would be a situation where you're uh, leveling, you know, profanities at your boss, or using the type of language that, faced with your boss the next day, it will be impossible to to achieve. You know, calling him a, a piece of this or or, you know, language that obviously we're not going to use here, or uh, making certain accusations about uh, the person's personal life and their personal conduct that goes beyond the the professional. Those types of accusations, those those types of comments, the law is going to look at, well, now... Whether or not the comments are actually factually correct or not, it creates a type of situation, type of an environment where the employer and employee can't continue working. And because of that, this actually not may be cause for termination, it could also result in what we call a frustration of contract. Something's happened here that, that makes this employment relationship impossible to continue, impossible to perform, and it allows the employer to sever ties without compensation. It is extreme, but it certainly can happen depending on what is actually said and the words used.
0: Frustration of contract, could that work both ways too? As an employee, you could say, the way my boss talks about me and has behaved and talked, to me, uh, talked about me to other members of staff, I can no longer work there, so I want a severance?
1: Yes, it, it does go both ways. Uh, uh, every employment agreement is governed by a contract, whether it's written or oral. Both parties can, in some situation, treat the, uh, the relationship of the contract as being frustrated if something is done by the other side, or even if something is done by an unrelated third party, but it has the effect of uh, the relationship not being able to continue. That does happen. You know, a classic example which doesn't apply is, well, I work for in a plant, and, and the plant is burnt down. Well, clearly, we can't continue that relationship because I don't have anywhere to go to work. Well, that becomes a frustration. A contract, the relationship is ended, and no severance is uh, is paid in that situation.
0: So let's go back to the griping example that's captured on video. And you've been saying bad things about your boss. Can't fire you over them, but you may – can he discipline you? Is there something short of firing that he could say, well – you know, you, you're complaining about me and saying, I don't know how to manage, and I'm, I'm going to give you a five-day suspension. Can you do
1: that? Or she? Yeah, and that? remember, you can be fired. You just have to get paid severance. But, yes, can you be disciplined? Sure. Because there's a certain level of professionalism expected. And, you know, while you can go and, and tell your spouse whatever you want, there, it's expected when you're talking with your colleagues, you're going to still act in a way that's in, in your company's or your employer's best interest. So Ooh, then, you know what, you discipline. just touched on an
0: angle there that I hadn't thought of. That even if this hadn't gone public, you are speaking badly about your boss to fellow colleagues. That that's actually pretty damaging potentially inside a business,
1: isn't it? It is absolutely. Whereas if you go home and you speak to your significant other, that that's right. completely different. If you speak with a colleague, and perhaps that colleague didn't think badly of the boss, and now all of a sudden you've badmouthed the boss, and it, it created a. a problem, the relationship between that colleague and the boss, that is a workplace offense. As I said, depending on context, it's probably not cause for termination, but it could be cause for a discipline, whether it's a warning, a suspension, in some situation, depending on the context, even a demotion, a disciplinary demotion. Once you start talking badly about the boss to colleagues, as opposed to completely unrelated third parties, regardless of whether that becomes public, that is considered a workplace offense. In many situations, not bad enough to be deserving of the worst punishment, which is termination, but certainly deserving of some lesser form of punishment.
0: Can you make the argument, as a lot of people have in the senator's case, but if this were a a more personal case, could you make the argument that whatever I said is irrelevant because – it shouldn't have been captured in the first place. You shouldn't have known it. Therefore, it's like it didn't happen at all.
1: No, I don't, I don't believe in that in any way. Uh, if, if one of the people that heard, the, one of the players that was in that uh, Uber uh, cab went to speak to the uh, coach and said, listen, here's what these guys are saying about you, the same issue would apply. The fact that those words were said is what uh, matters. Now, obviously, it's a, it's a question of, you know, if a tree falls and no one hears it, did it fall? If uh, if no one knew about it, then it never happened. But the reality is if, if the comments came to light somehow, regardless of them being posted online, that is still a problem. That is still a workplace offense meriting some form of discipline. But the reality is, of course, if it's not posted online, these guys say what they say, as, as you know, happens every day, and no one's the wiser.
0: Now let's talk about the boss, because here's an angle not many people are addressing either. Let's say the boss now gets fired because the boss's boss. We all have a boss. Says, you know what? Your employees don't respect you. And they say you've been doing a poor job. And even if it's not true, you've lost the room. They're not listening to you anymore. I'm letting you go. When it happens in a public way like this, you've made it very difficult for that boss to get another job. Even if what you said is not true or an exaggeration or just griping, there would be potential damage there. Does that put the employer in a difficult position where, boy, if I fire this person, I'm going to have to pay him a lot of money because they may not get hired again anywhere else.
1: Well, but there's also an issue for the, the, the boss, the coach, what have you, that gets fired. I mean, to the extent that he or she believes that the comments are false and are now hurtful to their career, which, let's face it, they would be, there could be a case for defamation there. By the uh, by, the individual, by the boss, by the coach, against the players, about the ones that potentially have posted the video online, the ones that made the comments public. If you say negative things about me and those hurt me and hurt my career and, and, and my livelihood, I could sue you for defamation. So that is certainly an exposure that exists there. I ultimately think, in a situation like this, we get past it. Everyone, uh, you know, makes nice and moves on with their lives. But, yeah, where there are repercussions and, and a smart owner boss would want to investigate, wait a second, are you telling me that people don't think you're doing a good job, that people don't uh, trust you, they don't uh, think that you're you're performing to standards? Well, I have to look into that. I have to investigate that, and if I think that there's something to it, I may decide to fire you well yeah, and if perform- the senators
0: are a competent organization at all, they're going to say <laughs> that- publicly it's no big deal, we've dealt with it, but they yeah. gonna, they're gonna they're going to look into it they're going to make sure that their coaches are good at their jobs and that the players are paying attention. And if they're not, why not? They're going to do all of that thing because you, you have to. But let's say uh, I'm the person, my team here, they're all out in an Uber cab, and they start to badmouth Bill Carroll and he's a bad host and he doesn't pay attention and he doesn't do his homework and, and he's a mean jerk behind the scenes. And so I get fired. I go after them because you suggested I could, right? Defamation. You Now I'm not going to get hired anywhere. Because you've destroyed my reputation. Could they argue, yeah, but we didn't know it was on videotape. This was not authorized to be released. Because, again, this is how we're kind of arguing the senator's tape. We didn't know we were being taped. We wouldn't have done it if we were. We didn't authorize the release of the tape. Therefore, it doesn't matter. You can't sue me for complaining and damaging Bill's reputation.
1: No, the, that would not be a defense to defamation. The fact that we didn't know that people are going to find out about it—it's it, the comments themselves that, again, that's defamatory, irrespective of how they they got out. That would that be the problem. that would cause the liability. The fact that we thought that no one's going to know about it. And again, there's also a situation, did you really have a, a reasonable expectation of privacy when you're in a place that you don't control? You're not in your own home speaking with your spouse. So that would not carry much weight. And there would be liability in that situation, absolutely. And, and there have been cases like that where comments that have been made, not with the expectations that they'd be made public, uh, resulted in, in liability for defamation.
0: Yeah, because it's possible the Uber driver, having not recorded it, could still have gone public to the media and said, you wouldn't believe what these people are saying.
1: Yeah, the Uber driver, uh, a passerby that happened to hear them through the window, one of the players that didn't agree with them, the work that have gotten out in many ways, uh, and which is why it's the comments being made, if in fact they're defamatory, if in fact they're hurtful and false, of course, they have to be false to be defamatory, uh, that caused that liability. And again, I don't know anything about uh, whether this coach is in fact that bad, but one would think that if it hurts his career, he may have a case for defamation.
0: The NHL just fired a coach yesterday who's won, how many Stanley Cups? Three Stanley Cups, <laughs> and he just got fired one of the most winning coaches in NHL history. So I suspect this coach is probably not nearly as bad as the players were suggesting and maybe may have been exaggerating it to make a point, too. Who knows. So again, I'm the damaged party now. I'm the I'm the host or the manager or the assistant coach or whoever. My reputation's just been damaged publicly and I'm going to sue the people who said it. Can I also sue the driver of the vehicle who recorded it and YouTube for allowing it to be posted?
1: You potentially could, yes. You could potentially sue those that uh, disseminate that information, that, that, that make it public, that distribute it. Yes, you could. I would expect, certainly with respect to uh, to YouTube, that would be very, very difficult. They have all kinds of uh, mechanisms to protect themselves. But the driver specifically, when uh, when the driver is deliberately doing that, YouTube cannot necessarily police these things. So, and I think eventually that was taken down. But the driver that deliberately posted these things online, yeah, if, if we know who he is and he, if he could be found, and I think he's somewhere in Arizona, would actually have liability for defamation as well, even though he is not the one that made the comments. He's the one that published those comments uh, and should have known that in so doing, this could cause damage to the, uh, to the coach in this, uh, this situation. What
0: about the media, who in some cases put it on their websites, in other cases quoted from it? Is the media potentially putting itself at risk here, or can they simply argue the Major League Sports franchise is a de facto public kind of institution? These are public figures. They make their money from the public. The public has a right to know.
1: Yeah, it is, it's the latter. Yeah, the public has a right to know. Plus, if the media is really only reporting what's already in the public domain, they're not the one necessarily putting it in the public domain. They're not asserting that those accusations are, are true. They're simply reporting what, what's been said uh, without comment uh, as to the, the, the truthfulness or accuracy. They would not have liability. They're not running a story informing the public about the, the coach. Uh, then in that situation, the media probably wouldn't have any liability. It's the ones made, making the comments and the ones actually making it available to the pub, for public consumption that have that liability for defamation.
0: If you heard some of the things I've said about you in the backseat of a cab, Leor, you'd send me money. You would like it so much.
1: <laughs> so much. I, I wouldn't sue you then.
0: Oh, actually, you already sent me money. Never mind. We
1: have that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Always you. a pleasure, though. Thank you, Leor.
0: Lior, Lior Sanfirio, I wouldn't say it if he wasn't good, though, because too many people would then complain. Can't of that. Leor Sanfiru, The Employment Lawyer, to Tamarkin, LLP. And you can catch his show weekends at uh, 9 o'clock. Give me the right time. Saturday at 9 on Saturday CTV 9. Ottawa and That's on it. radio That's... Saturday at 5 p.m. There you go. Taking your calls. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.